welcome back, everybody. Robin is here with me again. Hello. Probably have another really long episode, but I love our really long episodes. And we're going to be talking about the boost job, which is hard to say. Boost job. It is. Boost job. Yeah, I don't think I'd said it out loud before. <laughs> it well. takes a while to finish the word boost. Okay, anyways. So in this episode, a former race car driver's shady business dealings lead the team to get into car sales. Parker relives her past as a car thief and finds herself compromised when she meets someone who reminds her of her younger self. I like this episode. It aired almost nine years ago, so it aired August 1st, 2010. I saw that. You're about to sort of lap I know. the... It's Maybe really I don't know if you'll have one exactly nine years ago, but in a couple episodes, you'll be like, oh, it was eight and a half years ago. I know. It's good. Oh, You're catching up. Oh, my God. Um, also, I noted, so this is season three, episode eight, and there are roughly 16 episodes per season, which means this is like the halfway episode of finishing this podcast. Oh, that makes me kind of sad. I know. <laughs> like, it makes But you're going to just do the librarians right after this, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to do the librarians. I would have to watch the librarians for the first time. Oh, the first season is great. Okay. First season is so good. <laughs> All right. Cool. Less, less. I love it. Sorry. <laughs> Stay on track. Stay on track. Okay. I have less fanfic for this episode, so that's that's good. There's only one, really. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this episode is written by Albert Kim, who has written other episodes. So, and other really Parker-centric episodes. So the Stork Job, um, and the uh, well, that's basically the big one: the Snow Job, the Tap Out Job, and the Runway Job. This was actually his last episode that he wrote for Leverage, huh? uh, and then he, yeah, he went on to work on Nikita right after this. And then he was a, a writer and a showrunner for Sleepy Hollow for a while. So, rest also in peace. a great the first good season. Sleepy Hollow, yeah, great first season. Such a great first season. Oh, so good. Shame about everything else. Everything after the Bones crossover. <laughs> That's true. Oh, okay. Um, it, this episode was directed by Mark Roskin, who has done a lot and will continue to direct and produce a lot of these episodes. But he he directed the stork job, the tap out job, the runway job. So he works really well with Albert Kim. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. So let's get into the episode. All right. Yeah. We open with a car chase, which is always fun. And the cops are chasing um, a carjacker who's actually just a teacher, and he's just in his car that he bought, but it is apparently a stolen car, and he is bailed out of jail by Nate, who I guess was just watching the news and realized this man needed help. Oh, I guess I assumed, like, police scanner somehow. Maybe police scanner. Or possibly that Nate just, like trolls bail bondsmen like just hangs out around like bail bondsmen it's like hey well what I, mean, are you I, can here for? I can see bail bonds bail bondsmen's just hanging out in mccrory's yeah or just like, like giving him a call being like i got a good one yeah oh he's got a whole network that's great. yes oh uh, now wait i said only one fanfic <laughs> and that is a lie because now i want a stephanie plum crossover oh my god I just got chills. Bosses not that far from New Jersey, right? No. I mean, all y'all are real close. You know Ranger and Elliot are just, like, constantly beating each other up. And then what's his name? Other dude. Cop. Guy. 
Joe is just like, hey, and they're like, please, please leave. Don't embarrass yourself. Go sit with Artisan. You can't hang. Oh my gosh. And Joe just sits on Sophie all the time, but she's not having any of it. But she and Ranger, like, definitely know each other. Yes. Ranger knows all of them (laughs) separately. Oh, definitely. And and Parker... (laughs) Parker teaches Stephanie how to use a taser. Oh, and Lulu... Is it Lulu? I haven't read one of those books in so Lula. long. Lula. Lula. Yeah. I feel like Lula is just in the kitchen cooking and not letting Elliot in. Isn't she oh. a great cook? It's been a minute. It's been a long minute since I read 12 of those books in two weeks. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. My coworker hosted a Stephanie Plum party at the library, but she did not let me help with it, and she did it on a day that I couldn't be there, and I was so sad. So honestly, my first thought when you said that was that like you would have to put Nerf balls in your bra because that's like my main memory of that book is like that's what she does to stuff her bra. She like shoves Nerf balls in it. Can you imagine how uncomfortable Nerf balls would be and also how weird they would look? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. So Bales Bondsman. So yeah, this guy had bought a car that he thought was totally legal and then and he's from New Hampshire and he crossed state lines and had it checked out at a auto shop across state lines and the VIN number came up as being fishy and he doesn't get it but Nate explains to us not to the guy apparently that he was a victim of car cloning so car thieves will steal a car cross state lines where they can find another car of the same make and model and use its VIN number and then they register the car with those numbers in another state this is, this is moving across many states. And since each state keeps track of its own VIN numbers, it's really hard to track uh, the discrepancies. Until, of course, you cross into the wrong state and then you're screwed. Which is pretty much how the real crime works. Yeah. Like, this is one of the, the what are they? It's a black box because it's real as opposed to a ledger, which is the, what they call the fake things. But, like, mm-hmm. this is a real thing that happens very yeah. much like this. Yeah. There's several real things in this episode that you think are not real things. <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, the car seller in this case is Duke Penzer, who's played by Bill Ingvall of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Yeah, he's the here's your sign guy. <laughs> no, that's Jeff Foxworthy. No, that's the you might be a redneck guy. That's right. Oh. Yeah, so Ingvall's the guy who has the thing like, I'm going to butcher this because I have no... Please do. I'm so But it's excited. like... He has a thing like, oh, a truck gets caught under an overpass and the the cop says like, oh, are you too tall for that? And then the truck driver says, no, I just ran out of gas while I was delivering this overpass. Here's your sign. <laughs> so it's like here's if someone does something sign. stupid, here's yes. your sign. I remember now. Yeah. Wow. You think I'd be better with Blue Collar Comedy Tour? I won't it's fine. He'll be I, I looked him up on YouTube to see like what his stand up was like these days and i realized podcasts are not a visual medium but just imagine (laughs) a long pan on a very deadpan face staring at a youtube video just like waiting for an emotion and none happening that's pretty much how that eight minutes of my life went (laughs) you're like when is it supposed to get funny like oh is it it was just like yes that that's true kidney stones are are painful 
so is childbirth. <laughs> I've heard that comparison before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Duke Penzer, played by Bill Ingvall, is a former race car, dri- race car driver who offers really competitive prices, which Elliot says is pretty easy to do when your cars are all stolen. Yeah, like 20% below Blue Book. So, yeah. very competitive. Suspiciously yeah. competitive. Mm-hmm. But where is he getting these cars from? And Because he's obviously not stealing them himself. I don't know why that's obvious, but I guess. Well, um, you can't be hard to steal that quantity. That's true. Just all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, and Parker, like, or Hardison hasn't been able to figure it out. But Parker's like, oh, yeah, it's the supplier. Is Obviously, it's a car theft ring. And he's just the distributor. And that way, if the cops catch wind of a hot car, he can say he got it from someone who's long gone. And then the scam also falls between state lines. So it's all a mess anyways. And everyone <laughs> kind of looks at her. And she's like, I was a car thief. That's That's how I know that. Obviously. With with a different kind of emotion than she normally has while talking about theft. Not yeah. as gleeful as she is when talking about, like, diamonds or something. That's true. Or when she, like, you know, lots of money. Yeah. Almost. There's, like, a touch of shame, almost. Or, like, a negative emotion attached to it. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. What could it be? I don't know. Maybe Parker. if we get further in this episode, we will find out. Oh. I will stop talking. Parker, Parker has a feeling. Let's find out what it is. Uh, Hardison finds them this really great base of operations so that they can muddy up the water because, as Nate says, Penzer is a big fish in a small pond. So they're going to muddy up the waters. There's a mom-and-pop car lot down the street, and they send this couple to Hawaii for 10 days. In, like, the cutest scene. It is super cute. You know what would have been made it cuter? So... Sophie sends them not to Tahiti for two weeks, but to Hawaii for 10 days. And they're like, well, you know what? We already laid everybody else off. Like being closed for a while would save us money. And then Art, the old man is like, I'll pack my, I'll pack my Speedo. What would have been adorable is if the wife hadn't rolled her eyes, but instead had been like, yeah. Yeah. It would have been so cute. But no, we had to go with the stereotype of. I did wonder why. Like, it's a really cute scene where she, Sophie's, like, saying things, and then through the earbud, Hardison's correcting her, so she has, she's like, we're sending you to Tahiti, Hawaii, for (laughs) two weeks, ten days, but I'm like, how, you didn't work this out before Ahead of time? Like, you didn't, okay, that that seems like an easy one to, like, wait until Hardison has it booked, and then be like, okay, here's what I got for them. Yeah. Go. No, that needed to move right away. But it's a very cute scene. It's, it's it's adorable. Uh, they st- then they start out at the racetrack where Nate shows up Penzer on the track beating his record by fifteen seconds. And they're like, <laughs> "That's <"Wait>, impossible!" No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, one point five seconds. Sorry, yeah. Hardison overshooting by way too much <laughs> with his like faked track record. So good. Uh, apparently, his character AJ, whatever his last name is, uh, is uh, another reference to John Rogers' favorite show, The Rockford Files. There's some episode where he um, impersonates a race car driver as Jimmy Joe Meeks. And he, there's a great Archie reference because earlier, yes, um, earlier when we see Penzer in his commercial, we see that his car is named Veronica and Nate says something about like wanting to buy 
this car and he's like veronica's not for sale and he's like oh i guess we just learned that betty was the fast one oh it's so good (laughs) amazing also that joke is from like pre-river riverdale era where like archie is around but it's not like a it was that's like an old-fashioned joke Mm -hmm. and i love it so much yeah archie's forever Uh, amazing also Apparently, so the so good. Veronica was a is a Cobra kit car, but they weren't allowed to call it that. Oh, they weren't allowed to like name it, so that's why they had to give it another name. They keep calling it like the race car, and they never specify what type of car it is. Oh, that's true. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't know why that would be. I mean, it's, but yeah, I don't know if yeah. there's something about the fact that it's a kit car that you can't. Okay, I'm gonna, to it a certain way. I'm gonna have to confess my ignorance. What is a kit car? Okay, so um, mm, I'm not <laughs> great with cars, so just big old disclaimer on this one. But it's like, so you can buy like a super fancy Cobra, which is the one that costs like a hundred thousand dollars, which is okay. presumably what this is supposed to be. But then um, those are rare and very expensive. But you can also buy a kit car, which is like one you assemble as like a project. Oh, like a legit kit. Yeah, like a model car, but a big car that you can drive around <laughs> real fast. And you can, like, I don't know. I kept trying to, like, convince my dad that we should do this when I was a teenager. And he was like, we're not building a race car. What are you doing? Stop. Like, but what an amazing but, experience we would have, right, But dad. they still cost, you know, t- t- tens of thousands of dollars for this. And then you have to, like, but you can put in the motor and all the pieces. This is why I don't know anything about cars because then, my yeah. dad and I never built a kit car. <laughs> You're like, Dad, I could have written a book about this experience. Do you know how much better this podcast episode would be <laughs> if I like knew this? Please let your dad know that we're very disappointed in him. I will. I will pass his, that along. His lack of vision. Um, but I think it's yeah. So I, th- I'm wondering if that's why they couldn't call it that. If because it was a kit that they can't refer to it as a Cobra, even though that's what they're they're like trying to push it as the bigger one. Or the okay. more expensive one, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know. All right. Weird. I love it. Copyright and trademark stuff is weird. It is. I'm, yeah. And we're saying this is librarians. <laughs> we're like, I don't get it. I'm it's saying weird. this is a law librarian, though. That's a weird, funky, complicated part of stuff that, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you're saying something about Sophie and how amazing she looks, which is she looks amazing in this very scene. amazing. Very like, like a- end of Greece. Yes. She's like leaning back in the car. She's got the like those freaking heels. Which this that whole this whole scene feels like a low level homage to parts of Greece. Oh yeah. I mean they're racing for pink slips. Yeah. And she's so. got the like leather pants and mm-hmm. spike heels and yeah. She's got the gloves, which are obviously like just this character has like just gone. I just need these gloves for this look because she, there's nothing she needs them for. <laughs> no, she's just. It does feel like this character and then the character she plays later feel a little bit different from each other. I agree. Which is odd. Yeah. I don't have but anywhere to go with that tape. I know. No, I know. It's here. She very much seems like you know the trophy girlfriend bride. And then there, she's obviously super good at her job. Yeah. And the even, like, the clothes that she wears are really different. Just a whole different feel. I don't know. But Penzer didn't notice. Yeah, he's <laughs> so real dumb. He Here's care. your sign. 
so they, you can see on the track, they have all these other like souped up, really cool cars. And they didn't have to spend any money. They just like put out a call and they're like, hey, if you want to bring your awesome cars out to this racetrack, we'll film them. And everyone in Portland was like, I have an awesome car. Yeah, people were like, let's do this. We were going to meet at Sonic on Friday night, but we can come down. It's fine. Do, you, do people, do you have, you have Sonics in Washington, D.C., right? No, and I miss oh. them. I had them growing yeah. up, and the closest one is miles away. They're wonderful, but, but we have we have one that's near a hardware store, so there's, like, a big parking lot area. And, like, every Friday night, all of the, like, fancy cars, they all just meet up and have, like, impromptu car shows. That sounds awesome. This is pretty cool. I see them at farm shows sometimes in Pennsylvania when mm-hmm. they'll have them all lined up and they're great it's so pretty they're mm. all so shiny and you're like i'll never be able to afford any of you no i always lo- i love the old pickups those are mm-hmm. the ones i want the ones from the 50s that are all swoopy yes my dream is like a huge car with fins that's all i want you would look so good in one i wouldn't i would see like a powder blue a- maybe yes all right so <laughs> okay so racing for pink slips yeah. oh we're about to go way off topic again because uh, we see Parker and the guys, and they're getting the car ready. And and the car that Nate has been driving around is Elliot's car from the last episode mm-hmm. that we saw for, like, a second when they were in the, the bank parking lot. And I even mentioned in the last episode that that's a weird car to just – this bright red car that you're yeah. playing FBI agents um, or IRS or whatever they were. <clears throat> but they're all – Robin, they're all wearing mechanics jumpsuits, it's- which is my thing. <laughs> It's real cute. It does. It does a lot for me. And they're all three of them in it. And you know how I feel all three of them. And Hardison's is like halfway off and like wrapped around his waist. It's real. That's a good look. <clears throat> it's like him and, and Kaylee from Firefly really yes. just rocking the, the yes. tied off jumpsuit. I know. I, I think ever since Happy Days and the Fonz, I'm just like, yeah, a good looking person in a jumpsuit. And I'm like, yes. So I... Got very distracted by that. But Parker has not been distracted. She's been doing research on the car thieves as she's been, I guess, chatting with people. Though imagining Parker chatting with people is interesting. Um, But she's got a lead on this ring of car thieves that she could hook up with or who might be connected to Penzer. And Nate, I I love this. Like Nate is talking to her very, like on an even level, not just as a boss or like Nate dad, but he's like, okay, that's going to be your thing. You're going to infiltrate them. And it just felt very on equal footing. Yeah. It's like, he seeds this whole side of the con over to her. Yeah. And he and Sophie are off doing their thing with like a little bit like Elliot, I guess was with them too, Mm -hmm. but he's just like, okay, Parker, like you've got this, take Hardison, keep an eye out for him, but it's all you. Yeah. So. Which I uh, love. This looks this was the part that inspired, made me want another fanfic, which is, I want to know how they all get to these places, because it seems like this this town is not, they're not in Boston. They had to travel right. some distance to get there. They have Elliot's car. Did they all pack into that car? Or did they, they take two cars? They couldn't possibly have. That would have been very uncomfortable. Right. But did- like... Unless they, they bring... like put Parker in the trunk, which she might be fine with. Oh she might be her just preference. taking a nap. Yeah. But like, or did they take two cars? And how do you decide who goes in which car? Like, I want to. I want the road trip 
thick where they're like do they stop for gas at the same time do they all drive separately do they switch halfway through because they're driving yeah. a little crazy? Like, does Elliot get fed up and leap from one moving car <laughs> to the other because he's just like, screw it. And he like, Kool-Aid man's in through the... the <laughs> bring the Kool-Aid man back? <laughs> I will always bring the Kool-Aid man back. No, but, he, like, like, he does the Jean-Claude Van Damme where he's like, the splits between the moving cars. Yes. But like, how... <clears throat> you know what's the snack situation oh man you know hardison has the good snacks in his car sophie has the healthy snacks in her car right but in sophie's car sophie's car is going to be like clean and smell good yeah you know hardison's Hardison's right okay so that makes sense so then but is it like everyone else is in lucille except elliot in his want to say charger i i would say charger it looks like a charger to me i don't think it's a, yeah okay the charger um charger-esque yeah in the dodge i'm pretty sure it's a dodge yeah okay in the american muscle car yes um and is it like like is elliot or is sophie like full-on bribing him to let her ride in that car too yeah i think sophie and elliot ride together <laughs> just like draping diamonds over him <laughs> it's fine they're, play- it's they're fine. like listening to like classical music and they're talking like they're philosophy. listening to NPR. Oh. They're totally, totally yes. listening to All Things Considered, which oh like God. he has taped. <laughs> He's taped because podcasts aren't a thing yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or it's a Sunday morning and they're listening to Casey Kasem count down the top 40. And they're no. both pretending like the other one doesn't know the words to all the songs. <laughs> like it's like a gentleman's agreement of like. <laughs> meanwhile in lucille nate's just in the back working like he doesn't give a shit like if it smells what they're talking about he's like focused on planning everything Uh or like maybe if they start fighting could you she's like digging in the water now um but yeah i think he's in the back and he doesn't care so what are parker and hardison doing hardison is very concerned about what's going on in the other car it's total FOMO. And and Elliot and Sophie have taken out their comms, so he cannot hear. And he keeps, like, trying to get Exactly. To yeah. Or they have stopped for gas, and he does not know what the snack situation in that car is. <laughs> and he's real concerned. Because they have bought all the orange soda at the gas station. <laughs> and he doesn't know if they did that, or if there was just no orange soda at the gas station. Oh, no. Meanwhile, they're not actually eating any of the snacks that they bought to thwart him. Uh, Elliot, like pre-made a whole bunch of delicious gourmet snacks oh yeah like the really good chex mix the oh, yeah. really made, the good he made his own granola yes wait do you think elliot allows food in his car though i think he does if sophie's eating it okay yeah i sophie think he trusts it. sophie to eat it but it's like no one no it's one a, can know yeah this is between us <laughs> or it's like he's like this is a secret between you and i and he pulls out like one perfect snack like one cupcake or one thing that he made that he like one piece of fudge and he's like this is it this is all you're gonna eat this and like we never tell we never tell (laughs) we never speak of this again and then parker later is like i smell chocolate on your breath what's happening (laughs) she's like in his mouth that's your chocolate fudge that's i know what that is Yeah. yeah and in the background Hardison is just holding up the jumpsuits. Like, does anyone care that I made these jumpsuits? 
look, they're tailored to fit. We're going to look so sexy. I hand-stitched your name. Except not for Parker. It said Cliff versus Cliff. <laughs> no, Parker's like, I brought my own, though. It's the one that I usually wear. It's yeah. got my code name. <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> and that's the end of the fanfic, guys. Here we go. That's, I think that's another bonus episode. <laughs> just take that out. I feel like if you run out, if you ever run low, you can just like call me and be like, um, can you spin me a fanfic idea? And I'll be like, yeah. this one. Things Let's that I will riff. never write. <laughs> um, all right. So okay. jumpsuits, fanfic. Jumpsuits, research on car thieves. Gonna uh, go infiltrate car thieves. Infiltrate. Hardison has put his own special brew of nitrous into the car and so it'll go super fast during and he the explains what it is for anyone who hasn't seen fast and furious exactly and he's also super excited for his new emp gun which is very it's important and very exciting very exciting it's gonna cause penzer's car to stall and die for like 30 minutes and he makes a ghostbusters reference that elliot does not appreciate i don't know that elliot gets it which i find disappointing frankly yeah um, but does, uh, yeah, I can never tell Hilly if he genuinely doesn't get it or if he's just like, I am not going to laugh at you. Because sometimes he'll laugh. Okay. That's, if he, he'll if laugh. It's, he's not laughing, that's fine. But if he doesn't get it, that's real sad because Ghostbusters would have been out when he was a little boy. Yeah. Well, he was um, too busy, I don't know, playing sports. I don't know. Running but, around in the woods. Um, all right. But, okay. Sorry. Tangents, uh, tangents, tangents. Do, do, do. So his EMP gun, Elliot doesn't appreciate this gross Ghostbusters reference. Also, apparently the sound that the EMP gun makes is the sound that uh, the um, things on Ghostbusters make. Backpack shooty things? The beam. Yeah. Don't cross the... Don't cross the streams. Proton packs. There it is. Yeah. yeah. I was about to Google that. Yeah, and then I, my notes say the old white men race. Mm-hmm. It's just which happens. Uh, Nate is struggling to get in front of Penzer for a while, but then he finally does, and Hardison's able to use the EMP cannon uh, to like make him stall in the middle of the race, and he's all pouty when they push him to the finish line, and Nate gets the gets the car, which is great. So Hardison and Parker are off to find some dude named Lefty. And everyone else is ready to steal some cars, which is hilarious because Hardison and Parker are also going to go steal some cars. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like everyone, everyone needs cars, which they don't actually show Nate and Sophie and Elliot stealing cars. Well, they're not stealing the cars. They're stealing the car lot, right? Oh, I the thought they had to steal cars to put in the lot. Maybe not. I, I may have just. No, I figured they were then. just still. They still had some inventory. Okay. And All they. Right. Maybe though. Because there were more cars. Because we get a lot of people are, are at Art's car lot the next day. Because Penzer is pissed because there's no one at a store on a Saturday. And he finds out that it's because there's new management at Art's and they're raffling off Penzer's car. And then we see Sophie, like, rocking the salesperson persona. Uh, there's a really terrible joke in there of he walks into his car dealership and 
mean, no one's there and his salesmen don't want to do anything. They're like, it's the playoffs. He's like, it's about to be the layoffs. And I was watching this episode and a friend was over hanging out with my boyfriend and I had this going in the background and they just, they both sort of turned to me and they're like, what? It's the layoffs. <laughs> like really just kind of upset about that joke. I, yeah. It's, but I, th- I feel like it's, it's so embarrassing sometimes. It's like when your dad makes a horrible joke, you're like, no, you're better than this leverage. But that's but the character. They did a really nice job with this character of, because like he's a bad dude, but he's not the worst dude that they've come up against, at least at the beginning. Yeah. He's not killing people. He's not, you know, trying to, bankrupt entire countries he's but, not run running he's not he yeah. have a room full of small children especially but they do a nice job of coding his language in a way where he makes terrible jokes like he's horrible to his staff yeah um he and he gets worse to all of them as they go along and then they start coding his language in a really racist way mm-hmm. which is like at some point he says something about the latins and you're like oh that's that's not cool man yeah so it's, they do a nice job of building him up to be a horrible person beyond just selling stolen cars that's true yeah yeah and the, yeah he talks about sophie in ways that are icky and yeah yeah because if he was an okay guy just running selling stolen cars well but like this is a show about thieves right i mean you know you got to do something to differentiate him from parker Mm -hmm. parker not really racist no no and also she was 12 when she was stealing cars Mm -hmm. so yeah as we find out in a little bit uh so yeah we see sophie being unstoppable and nate says something about like if sophie was in car sales for real the auto industry would be totally fine like oh that's true yeah she uses all of her grifter prowess to get the yeah she's getting this uh, we we get to watch her sweet talk this dude who they were they talked about earlier and said he was like a looky-loo who just comes in and doesn't actually buy anything and she they name drop the neuro-linguistic programming again so she's you know connecting these different terms and feelings in, in his mind he's yeah. crying as he signs the contract because he's so like happy to be buying this car he's like i may never make love to a beautiful woman which, but I which will she's naming off all the things to do she's like skinny dip in the ocean and there's something else and then she says make love in a hammock which <laughs> what <laughs> like, was she was she's like drink too much wine yeah. skinny dip in the ocean have sex in a hammock which like Hold on a second. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> well, Ooh. no, the first thing causes the other things. Right, but then like but I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's having sex in a hammock? Like that does not sound fun. In Massachusetts. <laughs> right? Like also skinny dip in the ocean in Boston does not No, you're gonna catch something. Pneumonia or something worse. Maybe superpowers though. Could be. I mean, could, be. could go that water's not, you know, who knows what's in there. But yeah, I, I kind of, I did trip over that one a little bit as she's trying to like seduce this guy with her words into buying this amazing car with hammocks. Hammocks. And then the, um, the tell me why this car is like making love to a beautiful woman is apparently <laughs> like a reference to uh, a British actor's character, uh, Swiss Tony. 
who relates various activities to making love to a beautiful woman. Uh, that from a so it's he's that's the character played by Charlie Higson from this British sketch show called The Fast Show that I have never heard of. That and if a, I have not heard of a British sketch show, it is obscure. That or is a old. deep, deep cut. Deep cut. Deep cut. Big nerds. Big nerds. So Penzer wants to buy back Veronica, but Nate's like, uh, no, it's my car. And then he's interrupted by a call that Elliot gives him that he takes in Spanish. And Elliot's while like, it's he... a call from our foreign friends. Yeah, yeah. He's like, un momento. <laughs> yeah. Very subtle. Very <laughs> subtle. <laughs> like, yes. And Sophie comes up and is like, hey, I need your signature on this. This guy's ready to buy. And he treats her like a douchebag. And he like, slaps, even, like, her, slaps her on the butt. Yeah. He is uh, not happy about that. And he's like, I, it was to sell the bit. And then he apologizes, but she's already walked off. And she'll remember Which, that. She's going to, she's going to, oh, she'll get hers. It's Sophie fine. doesn't forget these things. I, I think at this point in the episode, it kind of struck me that it's been a while since we had like a Nate and Sophie, what is our relationship kind of thing yeah yeah like since the what's the episode where he's like cooking breakfast and she comes over oh the um the inside job when parker's in trouble yeah like they have like some like tension and she's like oh i should have had you cook breakfast for me a long time ago and then, like, we yeah, they really they've just been around the, the bot about the job since then. And they worked together a lot in the one before this, but not, they didn't have any sort of like relationship talk, really. Yeah. But I also know that these got kind of, they were aired somewhat out of order. Okay. So I don't know if they were just being really careful with what they were yeah. in. Because I feel like that was on something on John Rogers' blog about how the way these episodes shook up, you ended up with like all the Moreau stuff at the end of the season in a way where they meant for it to be dropped more in. evenly spaced out. Yeah. Cause so that's I another thing I was this. realizing. I was like, wait, we haven't had a Damon Moreau name drop even in several episodes. No. And then you get a bunch at the very, like the last, what three episodes are very. Mm-hmm. So I wonder where this would have originally fallen in their sort of like relationship progression. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So yeah, when Penzer sees Nate treat Sophie like this, he says, "I know how to do. I'll get back at him. He stole my baby. I'll steal his baby." And I ew, myself a little ew, ew, ew. Yes. Uh, so Parker and Hardison show up to this garage in a not so great car, but it turns out that this not so great car is actually Lefty's car, and she's stolen it to get their attention, which. You know, works. Yeah. And then while they're waiting for this, like, real, real weird looking dude to go get lefty, Hardison asks her how she got into boosting cars. She says she started when she was 12, which is super young, that she met a kid named Kelly in the foster system, and he was four or five years older than her, and he taught her everything she knows. They boosted a bait car, and he saw the police first, and he ran. And like just left her to the police. And she did six months in juvie and never saw him again. I'm like, oh, one, that sucks. Two, Parker, you shared personal information. I know. 
It's so good. And three, I, yeah, no wonder you felt weird talking about your past as a car thief. Yeah. Um, on a happier note, though, Parker has amazing hair in this scene. He's so got that ponytail with the like all the other little ponytails, which should yeah. look ridiculous and juvenile, and it looks so mm-hmm. badass. And then there's a later scene where it like pans back and you see her outfit more she's got this like lightweight black duster on that like flaps around and i'm like oh my god it's so cool see like the jump you were you were all in you were very into the jumpsuits but like their outfits in this scene like that really worked and then and she's like i'm danielle and this is major and he's like sup you're like oh yes i believe the two of you as like (laughs) crazy good career criminals like yes yes Yes, uh, it was like, yeah, he's wearing like they're all they're wearing all black, like coordinated, and, uh, oh, and like uh. Hardison's like I don't know. We, there's like some like piping, like shiny black. And there's piping. a lot of he's shoulders like, happening. I mean, yeah. it's Hardison. He's always got a lot of shoulders yes. happening. But like, yeah, it's a, just a good outfit. It looks great on both of them. Mm-hmm. Her hair is just on point. In the commentary, they joke that there were razor blades in her. <laughs> her ponytail and that they had to cut the scene where she like whips her ponytail around and cuts people like yes that's so good that's amazing (laughs) i love that (laughs) that's amazing uh then we have lefty come out and i was convinced for like this entire scene that they called him lefty because his right eye is missing and he can only see out of his left eye because he like is like winking real weird with his right eye but then he opens his eye, and I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> you have it. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. They um, don't really explain it, do they? They don't. Because maybe, he, like, walks out, and he, like, he really legit, like... What? Maybe he really loved TLC. Maybe. And he's named after Left Eye Lopez. <laughs> R.I.P. Um... That would make his character so much more interesting to me. He got add layers. Yes. Oh, that's so great. That's a real quick fanfic. That's like a little drabble. <laughs> just the, just a character study. Yeah. <laughs> so Lefty comes out and uh, Parker says they have to prove that this car thief, thieving gang needs them. Um, and they might get shot a little. But no big. No, no she's big as hard as sin. She's the thing might shoot you a little. <laughs> she doesn't she seem concerned about getting shot. Just so they'll shoot hard as a little. Yeah. Which true. does not really bother her. No, not at all. It'll be fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, Penzer is trying to sweet talk Sophie and he offers her a drink in the best place in town. Ugh. And he's obviously gonna try to poach her. <sighs> he's gonna try and do a lot of things to her. No. They're all gross. Yeah. Lefty, however, is real angry that Parker stole his car, and he doesn't believe that he needs her and Major and their crew. And she says, yeah, but do you have anybody who can break into a laser-cut rolling coat transponder key? He's like, nah. He's like, what? <laughs> and he wants to see her this because it's impossible. She's like, in under two minutes. <laughs> and then they get over to the car, and they hunch down. And Hardison's like, okay, do your thing. And she's like, oh, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this is Parker flirting. And you can see Hardison be like, I might be in over my head with her. <laughs> Just, I she's love like, it. But this is my first date. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you can hack anything with a battery, right? And he's like, yeah. I- okay she's like it's connected to an actuator you just have to interrupt the flow and it'll it'll pop the lock 
And you have a minute and 30 seconds. Go! (laughs) And he does with his smartphone. He breaks into this unbreakable lock, like, in 30 seconds with his smartphone. Mm -hmm. Because... Because she told because him to ignore he's the distractions actually a wizard. and work the problem. He is. He is. He's a wizard. Yeah. Uh, and so Hardison hacks it. And then she gets in and uses, like, basically a video game cheat code to yeah. turn the car like on. Up, up, down, up, whatever that one is. Yeah, the Kobayashi Maru. I don't remember what it is. is, that what that I is? Know, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, think it's- I, I memorized it at one point and then realized that it is not applicable to my life at all. It is applicable to some people's lives, just not mine. No. I would like to memorize this one. It's like, yeah, apparently they're real things. Yes. You can like look them up on YouTube. People resetting their cars this way. Which, why would you show people how to do that on YouTube? It's also, I don't know. It's a weird thing to program in, I guess. I don't know. I get, I'm kind of a Luddite about cars. I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. want my car to do things that I I didn't tell it to. Right. I want my car to, I want to drive my car someplace. (laughs) I don't Yeah. I'm well, fine with air conditioning, but like, I I don't. Right, I want air conditioning. I don't need power windows. Like, it's fine. I can just. I do, I do like a power window though, but that's because I'm lazy. I don't want to like roll down a window mm-hmm. manually. Fair. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Okay, so Lefty is very happy that they, you know, were able to do this. So he wants him to come back to the chop shop, and he's like, "Shorty, drive with them," and out from behind this like group of men comes this young girl like young woman i did the math the actress was 19 oh she looks um, like she's like 15 or six, 15 i think maybe. she's playing younger but the actress herself was 19 yeah um, and parker's like really uncomfortable like right away that there's like this girl who's getting in their car who's running with the car thieves because you know she's a little trauma related to this who can blame her yeah and Penzer tells Sophie that he wants to make her a partner because she's just a, an employee of AJ or Nate, and he wants to bring her in. But before he does, he wants to know more about how Nate works and how he's getting these great deals on his cars. And she, she really has to spoon feed it to him. She's she like, so like, how does he get these? And she's like, mm, he gets them cheap. And he's like, oh, like fleet sales. And she's like, no, like another way. Like, dude, it's stolen cars, man. Like, <laughs> it's literally what you do. <laughs> like, if there was a cheaper way to get them, wouldn't he be doing that? Right. Like, it, yeah. It, that part felt very. And even know. Nate was like, oh, good. He finally got it. Yeah. I, I don't know. There were parts of this where. I don't know. They. That was a clunky bit of like information. Mm hmm passing or like moving the plot along i feel like i didn't need to see that scene i guess yeah no i agree because then we have like a further scene where he tries to bribe her even more to tell him more about the operation yeah they could have cut that scene and left in the parker's razor blade hair that's what i'm saying yes yes yeah this is what the people want to see razor blade hair not sophie being hit on by middle-aged white dudes <sighs> well you see that every week i know i know uh so then speaking of as we were earlier <laughs> using racism uh elliot uses some racism oh, <laughs> to yeah. call 911 and say that there are some spanish-speaking people that he thinks are wearing gang colors yeah down. i wish that he had looked a little more disgusted with himself as he was doing that like it wouldn't i don't know 
I think he was it. just like, I know this is going to work. And but yeah, if he'd been just like rolled his eyes afterward, mm-hmm. which we know is in Christian Kane's repertoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man can roll an eye. Yeah, would have been great. But I think he was just really excited about bashing some windshields in with this bat. That's true. It he was does good. The quintessential, like the, the throw and spin of the bat and put some, some gloves first and he's ready to go to work. I mean, he hasn't gotten to hit much this episode yet. Like this con has been very light on him getting to like do he, stuff. He had to wear a tie and hold yeah. a cell phone in an office. So he's feeling a little angry. And he didn't I'm get sure. to drive the car. Yeah. Which yeah, does was- feel like an oversight. It feels like they should have had Elliot drive the car. I wonder how that would have played off played out differently. Like would Penzer have been more insecure about it because it's like a younger whippersnapper who's coming in? Yeah. I think or... it would have been funnier if he had been the lead in the con. Like yeah. if they had switched roles and Nate had to be like the the guy who comes up and is like, Oh, your foreign friends are on the phone. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, later in the episode, it, it would not have worked as well. <laughs> no, but it would have be been where he was. funnier. Yeah. No, I think it would have. But I wonder if they would have. I just always like it when Elliot has to grift. Yeah. And he's like not. He's like good at it, but not great. See, if, if I had put Elliot in the race car, it would have been very much the two horse job where he is like just playing the the guy who's being run around by Nate's character. And I think that would have felt a little like a rerun, but he could have run the whole con, but he will run cons. It'll it'll happen. Oh yeah. Well, there's, yeah, yeah, there's the, the aliens one, which is great. Gosh, I'm so excited. (laughs) I literally watched, I think all of the fourth season (laughs) this last weekend. It was so hot. I didn't, I watched like Veronica Mars and queer eye and leverage all weekend. That was it. Like, and then they all kind of mixed up in my head and it was just, there was a lot. Your dreams must've been amazing. Oh, it was a very, it was a weird, weird stretch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so Elliot casually racists his way into busting open a bunch of windshields so that they, um, when they discover it, they will think it was those Spanish-speaking those strangers. Latins. The Latins. Who says that? Oh, you know how those Latins are. Like, what? Come on. Too many people say that. And it's awful. That's just, it's a weird, horrible thing to say. Yes. Yeah. 100% agree. Which is, at that point, you're, like, firmly against him. And mm-hmm. as soon as he lets loose with that, you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're you're terrible. I hate <laughs> they you. They could kill you, and I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so Parker and Hardison are pulling into the chop shop, and she's like, you know, it's going to be small. There's going to be, like, one or two guys who are chopping up the cars. And I wonder, as they're doing this, is the girl in the back seat, and she's just telling Hardison this stuff? Because you don't see her in the back seat, but she was driving with them. Was she? They, she got in the car with them when they were leaving the parking lot. Because he's like, drive it back to the chop shop. Shorty, get in the car and make sure they go. Maybe it's after. No? Maybe before they pulled in, she got out of the back seat. Be- but then she, she like appears. Maybe she fell asleep. 
Maybe. We don't know how far the drive was. Maybe she Some people sleep asleep. in cars. Well, she's supposed to be watching these two. She My asleep. sister, you put her in the back seat of a car and she's out in like five minutes. All right. Well, it, I'd hope that a car thief wouldn't fall asleep the minute well, she's Well, no, but only car. if she's in the back seat. Okay. Front seat's fine. Yeah. But this chop shop turns out not to be so small. It's much bigger. And Hardison makes his second Jaws reference in two episodes. Because in the last episode, the IRS agents they were pretending to be were references to the Jaws captain and mayor, I think. Yeah, they were Quint, Brody and Quint. Yeah. I think, which seems like they should have caught on to that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, two Jaws references in two episodes? Hmm. 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 But yeah, Parker and says like, oh, this will be little. There'll just be a couple of guys and they go in and it's like a bunch of guys. They pan over and they're like, oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. And the the young girl is suddenly there with something that she's scanning their car with to make sure that the they're not being tracked, that the uh, alarm's not going to go off and people can't track them on it. Um. Oh, yeah, I just said that Katie... Sophie's character figured out that Penzer does the same stuff. You're just as bad as AJ. And he's like, I'm nothing like him. <laughs> Except you modeled your behavior on mine. So, mm-hmm. yes. So, yeah, we find out that this chop shop isn't just about taking the parts out of the cars and shipping them around the country. They also do the VIN scrubbing here and some light identity theft. Yeah, just, you know, well, since they have it all like, around. I mean... It's all right here. Like, why not? They don't really circle back to the identity theft again. No. They mention it and then just kind of let it go. Like, all those people whose identities got stolen. Meh. Hopefully they had credit monitoring. (laughs) This episode, like, I can't think too much about it because I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's not. Makes me really paranoid. So, uh, Penzer and Lefty think that AJ's working with the Salvadorans because they led them to believe they were working with Spanish speakers and that the Salvadorans are here because of the call that Lefty heard on the police scanner. And he wants to see what the Salvadorans will do if one of their shipments go missing. So he entices Sophie with a lot of really cool ideas about, I don't know, marketing and online sales and yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to revolutionize the car buying industry. Like Here? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm on board. Let me stolen cars online. <laughs> sure. 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 Great. Yeah. Um. So she gives some info that the next shipment's happening the next morning at the docks because, of course, it's happening at the docks. There's gonna be 15 or nine high-end cars or something. I think it's nine. That seems it a, right. It was like a random number. And there are, it's one of the like car mover things. Yeah. That you see like tow truck drivers have. I know. I think those are so cool and terrifying. Yeah. At the same time. And then we have this really sweet scene where Parker helps Josie figure out like how to break into this car. Like she's trying to practice using the Slim Jim. And the the other guys from the shop are heckling her. Yeah. And Parker's like, just like, ignore them. They've been sucking on too many exhaust fumes. And she like covers up her ears and is like, just focus on the problem. And then the girl's like, 
she's like, these guys are awful. They're horrible to you. And she's like, oh, they're not that bad. I don't know what I would do if they didn't let me hang out with them. And I'm like, you would go to a coffee shop, like get a job anywhere. You're this adorable child. I'm curious at how she like, I kept waiting for them to be like, oh, my uncle used to work here or my cousin, my brother. Yeah. Like my foster brother, whatever, like some connection because like, did she just like, there's no history for this girl. Like, does she have parents? Yeah. Does she not have parents? Which is also like a, a pro- they kind of solve the, her problem of like having a job, but she's like 15. Yeah. So where are her people <laughs> or her lack of people? And how did she end up hanging out at this chop shop? Yeah. And nobody and it, likes her. Like nobody is nice to her. The actress is good enough that you kind of, or I didn't notice it in the moment. It was only mm-hmm. afterwards when I was thinking about the episode that I started wondering, like, wait a minute, hold on. Why why random girl? Does yeah. she does she know lefty? Does she go to his church? What <laughs> how did this happen? I know. And it really is because I think that that actress is can sell it. But Yeah. She's excellent. Her name is Melise. Uh now it's just one name, but it was on the show it was she was still going by Melise Jow. And one name now. Hmm. I didn't know she goes by one name now. Yes. And she she changed the spelling of it. Oh. Yeah. It used to like be M-A-L-E-S-E. Oh, and now it's... Back. She's doing a poor job of it. Yeah. M-E-L-I-S-E. I don't know. She was great um, on Vampire Diaries. Yeah. She's on Vampire Diaries and she's done a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, she's great. She's wonderful. And I wish that she had more background. Like her character is more fleshed out. Yeah. And I wish that she came back, but, you know, then she immediately went on to be regular on Vampire Diaries. There's an ongoing thing that happens throughout all five seasons of often Elliot, but all of them sort of befriending children. Yeah. Um, Well, I I guess I don't know if... I can't think of one where Sophie does, but... Oh, Sophie befriends uh, in the fairy godparents job. Yes, that's right. Okay. So they have all these other children, and much the same way if there was a movie I wanted them to bring back all the mm-hmm. their previous sort of clients yeah. I would love for them for somehow all of the kids to like yeah no it's like Muppet Babies but like <laughs> Leverage Babies <laughs> they'll make your dream they'll steal your dreams for you oh but then that would have to be the Leverage team aged down because that's what Muppet Babies is oh yeah but but Rugrats. Yeah. And the parents are all the leverage team and then the babies. Yes. But I just I would love it if it was like if there was secretly a a like a coffee shop where they just find out like oh or a Discord server. There's a Discord like, server, hey, yeah. I was like, there's a chat them? room. I met them too. We'll hang out and like oh my gosh. Play but Hardison knows them all. Hardison yes. still plays. Hardison is the Hardison runs He's the DMing Discord. <laughs> He's, he's running a, a D&D game for all of them. And through D&D, he teaches them how to pull off the perfect height. They're all rogues. It's the most unbalanced party. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah. They're all glass cannons. It's, every combat is like one round and then it's all death saving throws from there down. Oh, that was some deep nerd. Oh, I love it. I, I mean, I, I spent like 
four hours yesterday playing D&D. So, yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So that's... Amazing. Okay. Okay, sorry. She's a great actress. That's Even though her character doesn't make any sense, she sells it because she's very good. Yeah, she's so cute. Um, so as Parker's helping her, and she also like asks Elliot or Hardison earlier, she's like, that thing you did with the phone was so cool. Can you teach me? And he's like, yeah, I'll teach you how to do that. Let's go over by the computers. I'll teach you how to do this thing that I literally just made up on the fly <laughs> that no one has ever been able to do with my magic smartphone. I know. And Lefty comes out of the office having had this conversation with Penzer about the Salvadorans, and he tells them they're going to hijack a shipment of nine cars. It was nine. I wrote it down in uh, the next morning. So now the crew, our crew, has to go boost nine cars to show up <laughs> at this shipment. And they just the find like, a random parking lot. A parking lot at a golf course. It's a lovely day. No one notices that nine cars are being driven off and loaded up onto a big 18-wheeler. It did kind of look like they might have been in costume. Yeah, and then... They were dressed like valets or something. Well, they were all in black still. Was she? I thought she was in, like, white. Tennis whites. I'm probably Mm -hmm. misremembering. Okay. No, she, like, puts her Slim Jim, like, in her, like... Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. And, but then I thought that maybe the, the truck was waiting a little further outside... Like, so they drove them a little bit away. They weren't, like, just oh, yeah. outside the parking lot. And they load them up, and Elliot drives them off. And then we have this scene that seems like they just filmed it randomly and plopped it in here. But Parker shows up at the empty chop shop and warns Josie not to go on the the boost trip the next well, yeah, day. But Josie's really excited she, because... He oh yeah! Like everyone's got to be on board, even you. And she's like, "Yeah, I get to boost cars." Yeah. It's very Oliver. Uh huh. She's very, and I mean, my main reference for that is she's very Oliver from Oliver and Company. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Yay, I'm one of them." Oh no, this is not good. And Parker's like, "Do not go on this thing." Which These people don't care about you. It's not well thought out. But it's Parker, so yeah, it's not thought out, but it's heartfelt. Yeah. Well, like anyone else on the team would have found a more elegant solution to that, but Parker's never had to worry about anyone else. Yeah, maybe ever, because she's never had to worry about Hardison in them. Like they can take care of themselves. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but this person is like literally will go down for this if they get caught. And so she has to do something because she and she sees herself in in Josie and getting yes, caught the same way. Right. So she doesn't want that to happen again. Yeah. But of course, Josie doesn't feel the same way and rats her out immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not even a scene in between. It's like we came back from commercial break and she's told on them. Yeah. And Duke is like, what exactly did did they say? And then it's like, we're going to kill them. And she's like, wait. No, just kick them out. Well, and then he's like, you need to grow a pair, which is a weird thing to say to a 15-year-old girl who has just not, like, who has just come to you and given you all of this information. Yeah. To then be, like, really aggressive and mean to her. Like, no, she's just proven her loyalty to you. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, that just goes with what you said, where they were just really unders- underscoring how awful he is. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, don't like this guy. She really shouldn't have told them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then she realizes it in that moment, like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that one, the girl with the great hair was right. They don't care about me. I'm going to go hang out with her and her hot boyfriend, Major. Yes. They'll teach me their ways. Maybe yeah. I'll be cool like them one day. Uh, so, yeah, Penzer, their new plan is that he wants Lefty and the guys to bring the cars back to his car lot close up the chop shop so that they can't find them there and to kill Parker and Hardison, which I mean, as a plan works, I guess. Uh, and, and then he's a dick to Josie. And then we get the scene where we know stuff that they don't know that, that our team doesn't know. And it's very stressful because that's very rare. I mean, a lot of times like you think that, you know, something that they don't know, but they really know what's going on. Uh, and here, like, they le- just legit don't know because Parker's the only person who knows that she told Josie. And yeah, but Elliot I, seems to have, like, allowed enough time for this. Maybe I'm skipping well, ahead a little. Because their whole thing is they're like, oh, we're going to show up early, we're going to get the cars. Oh, well, it was like, um, they were planning on being there in an hour to meet lefty and lefty said he pushed the back time back to an hour and a half and they were assuming that everybody was going an hour and a half later but lefty has told them so that they will be set up before parker and hardison oh, okay there. all right yeah um and he, but nate thinking that everybody's gonna get there an hour and a half late it's like oh that'll give elliot more time to get the cars unloaded Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I had that backwards in my head. That they were gonna show up earlier. Yeah. You'd think. Yeah. I mean, I that's what I would want to do if I was running a con. I'd want to get everywhere early. Um, and while that's happening, Sophie's supposed to bring Penzer to Lefties and then they'll call the cops and uh when the cars get there and they'll all get caught at the shop shop, and at which point they'll have all disappeared the leverage team but the whole time you're going that's not how it's gonna work the chop shop is closed and and they know about you and ha, ha. they're gonna they're gonna shoot you all full of bullets yeah you're gonna die elliot shows up to this warehouse on the docks and leftina's guys are there and are holding him at gunpoint and we all know how elliot feels about guns i love that he tosses a handful of keys in the air to distract them yeah, that reminded me of the scene in the pilot where he like drops the bag and you see the bag falling in slow motion and he like punches everybody before the bag falls. Yes. Only this time he runs away. <laughs> he, like, um, throws the keys and then like, but, which is smart. That's a smart thing to do. There are a lot more people than there were those two guards in the pilot. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I like that. That that's one of Elliot's moves is like throwing the key, throwing something in the air and then like making his move. Yes, it's like look look over there, look up here. <laughs> it's sleight of hand, but sleight yeah. of body. Right, but like it's like throwing glitter in the air or something. Like, way pretty. Punch, punch, punch. I have no idea if I'm going to cut that out and save it for later. It's and funny. if now this is going to be choppy, but if well, I no, cut no. it out, listeners know that. There's something great waiting for something you. If you do a, they confront Elliot. He throws the keys in the air. Yes. He uses that as a distraction to take off, like dodging bullets. Yeah. And they're and shooting then, at the 
cars, which yeah. seems like it would really lower their resale value. And he said, well, they said, step away from the cars. We don't want to lower the resale value by shooting them. And yeah. then they, they, they went back on their, what they were saying. Men. So changeable. And he jumps into the river? He is hit by a car first. I don't know who's driving this car. He gets hit by a car and then rolls off the docks into the harbor? Bay? Water. The water. Yeah. The nice water feature in this part of <laughs> That is actually the king getting hit by the car, though. It is not. It's not? I thought it was. No. A lot of times it is, but this one time they were able to not get him hit Did by they the just car. do it when he, like, wasn't on set? Probably. They were like, we need you in makeup. Yeah. Hey, Christian, we get it. Over here. There's something shiny. We're going to throw a football around. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah. And then they're like, all right, hit that guy. Danger. We need Batman. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Batman. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and so they're like, ah, oh, he fell in the river. He must be dead. Goodbye. And they, uh, they check to make sure that the cars are clean. And then Lefty and a couple of the guys, I guess, go to take them to the car lot. And the rest of them are staying back to wait on Parker and Hardison so they can take them out. And Nate's just chilling in the office at the other car place, just like drinking a cup of coffee, which is another thing. Like we haven't seen Nate drink in a couple episodes or it's not been made a big deal of. I mean, his coffee is probably spiked, but honestly, I lose track of like where alcoholism is on any given episode. I know. I mean, season two, you're like, because <laughs> he tried to be an honest sober man. He tried to be an honest drunk. And now he's going to be a drunk yeah. thief uh, and see how that works out. That that was what he said at the beginning of the season. And he has had drinks, but he hasn't been wasted. I feel like it comes up more in the next episode. Okay. I think the three card Monty job has more boozing in it. Okay. I don't know. You'll all have to check back and see. Yeah, let's, In follow this, let's follow this thread. So Nate's just chilling, not realizing that everything is going to hell in a handbasket and, until Hardison's like, hey, they're shooting at us. We're blown. And then Penzer pulls it down. Yells. He's like, Nate, we're blown, Nate. And like, <laughs> they all just start shouting his name. Can you not hear the guns going, Nate? Like, but also just say, we're blown or boss. Like, say yeah. boss. Don't, don't yell his name. Yeah, I mean, the lackeys probably are just, like, running on adrenaline because they're getting to shoot at people. Yeah, but, like, but yeah, no, to be safe. Of... Yeah. Because yeah. in a minute, uh, Nate goes to res- rescue Sophie, and she goes, Nate, when he opens the door, and Penzer's there, and he's like, oh, Nate, is it? So, yeah, yeah. maybe we should keep to the covers. Yeah. So um, Nate and or Hardison and Parker get cornered and they're standing there with their like backs to the water and they're about to be shot. And Nate gets caught as he's trying to save Sophie. And like everything is very stressful. Penzer says, though, that he wants to wait for Lefty to take care of them because he's better with the mechanics of shooting a gun. I don't I know. Just, I don't want to say that anyone's like a coward for not shooting someone, but I think it's like he's... He won't do his own dirty work. Yeah, he's squeamish about it. Yeah. Uh, And then Hardison and Parker just start smirking at the guys who have them at gunpoint because rising from the ocean, 
like Venus. Like a tiny, <laughs> a tiny magnificent Venus. Yes. Is Elliot. Not naked, though. Not naked, no. His hair is not long enough for that. But it would be a hell of a thing if it was. If anybody wants to draw that fan art, um, go uh-huh. for it. Please uh-huh. tag me. Please. Yeah, tweet uh, it. Tweeted it. At stage, she'll send yeah. it over to me, and it'll be I great. will. I will use the hashtag. Let's go steal a podcast. Um, we really enjoy that. That would be. I would like Sophie. I have. I have no drawing skills, so please. There you go. Myself. Uh, and because Elliot is there, they can fight these guys and beat them all up, and then you that's know. also a joke they go to a lot, and I'm here for it every time. Of like. One of the crew is cornered by the bat and it all looks like it's going to hell. And then they just sort of smirk or smile or say a pithy one-liner. And then from behind them, like Elliot is there with the punches. Yes. And they're avenging every time angel. it happens, it's yes. great. It's, it's wonderful. Anytime Elliot fights someone, it's wonderful. Yeah. And if it's like visual irony, all the better. Yeah. Uh, and then he summons a car. Because he says, there's got to be another car around here somewhere. And suddenly there is another car. And it's Josie. And she tells them to get in the car. And Parker tells her to get in the backseat. Because she's going to drive. And we know from the last episode that Parker can drive very fast. Yeah. (laughs) And in fact, Sophie has told her she's not allowed to drive anymore. Yes. But Sophie's not here right now. And it's it's one of my favorite flashbacks that they've ever done. Of her driving. Who knew who knew a sedan could go 120? <laughs> oh no, the part when they're like, they're like, how come you can drive? She's like, I was oh. a getaway driver before I was a car thief. And it cuts to little like 12-year-old Parker going, get out of the way, you old bat. And then it cuts to gross old Parker saying it exactly the same way. I love it. I also love that Hardison calls shotgun. <laughs> like we are in a life and death situation, and Hardison's like, shotgun. I gotta you know, the to say with the girl in the back. Apparently. She's going to fall asleep on his shoulder. Poor Elliot, like, well, I mean, Elliot is short, but he's not going to have any leg room back there. I say as a... No, but he's all dripping and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, where were we? Oh, Parker yells at Josie, like, you weren't supposed to tell, like, I was telling you to get out, so you weren't supposed to tell on me. And she's like, well, I didn't realize they'd want to kill you. And Hardison and Elliot are like, oh... You did what? And Hardison's just like, Nate's going to kill you. And Elliot's like, I'm going to kill you. And then Hardison's like, no, but for real, Nate's Nate's going to kill you. He's like, no one's killing anybody. But yeah, no, no. Dad's going to be so pissed. You're so grounded. It really has that vibe. And he's like, I was hit by a car. She's like, I was hit by a car. Get over it. That happened like 15 minutes ago, Elliot. Come on. Not harping on it. Oh my God. <laughs> We've all had bad days. <laughs> Lefty shows up at the car lot and he's supposed to take them out of the building so that they don't have dead bodies and hot cars in the same place. Which uh, is good. You want to spread out your crime. You really do. You, you want to get as many locations as possible. Yeah. If you have it all concentrated in one place, it's just. Because if they no, catch you for murder, the last thing you want is to also get pegged with Grand Theft Auto. Because that's really what's going to push it over the edge. Like, come on, Lefty. Put the dead bodies in your stolen cars. It's fine. There we go. Yeah. I mean, like, in for a penny. Right? Do not take legal advice from me. <laughs> Once again. Don't murder people, basically. Right. 
the fact that I know a lot That's about legal advice. Crimes is I read a lot about laws and how to catch people who commit crimes. So you will get caught if you do any of these things. Yes, don't do these things. Come on. I mean, I think that if people are watching Leverage, they're not stealing cars and murdering people. No, probably not. Yeah, I think, think those kinds of people. Yeah. Y'all are the good kind of people. So they are... Nate and Sophie are brought outside by Lefty and Penzer, and we see all the cars parked right in front of the building. And Sophie stalls by starting a fight with Nate and kicking him in the balls, which is amazing. She had to sell that bit. She had to do it to sell the con. Yeah. It was, yeah. She'd been holding on to that slap on her butt for some undetermined number of days. Like at least I'm not, two. I'm not really clear on the time frame of this con. Um no, it's fast. I think it's like two days. It's got to be less than 10. Yeah. Because that's how and, long they're in Hawaii. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, she was yeah. waiting for her moment to get in a good shot. Mm-hmm. And she got it. She got it. Uh, so then all of the car alarms of these new cars start going off all at once. And then Lefty takes them back in the, ho- in the house, in the building to hide them again. And just as Penzer gets all the alarms to stop, the cops roll up Ooh, and yeah. he's like, Oh no, it's fine. I got it. I just, I turned them off. And got these this morning I can, can I interest you in one? I've got a great, he's like trying to sell them. Like he's not them. Yeah. He's like selling them from 50 feet away being like, Oh, that looks like a coupe. Great. I got this great little car. A little compact. You could no. Yeah, uh, probably. It looks like maybe a BMW. I don't, I don't know. Let's go over and find out. Shall we? <laughs> Looks German. Pick a number. One, two, three, four, five. That's yours. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, these are mine. And he doesn't, he's really good at just playing almost dumb. Like, these are my cars. Nothing should be wrong with them. Which I think is remarkable. Um, But then the the cop shows that, well, we're here because all of these uh, alarms are going off and we've been tracking their signals and they're all together. And then we see a flashback to Elliot using the EMP gun to make all of the cars, alarms, and everything, you know, die for about 30 minutes, which means when the lefties guys scan them, they didn't come up with any signal and they thought they were clean. He's also real cute with the gun. He, he shoots it and then he's like, oh, this is really cool. And he like, like blows the top of it like it's an old timey gun and looks really happy. And I was really glad to see him enjoying some of Hardison's tech. Yes. Like, of course, he's never going to tell Hardison that he enjoyed the tech, but I enjoy that he enjoys it. Yeah. In the commentary, they were like, oh, he doesn't spin the gun. They're like, yeah, no, because it was expensive. Their prop guy, like, created it from nothing. (laughs) They're like, he didn't want to break it. It also looked really heavy. Mm -hmm. And it didn't look like your hand could fit around it to spin it. Yeah, I don't think there was, like, a trigger guard, which you would use to, like... Yeah six shooter style they were also like and this is when elliot gives himself brain cancer (laughs) i was like oh shit okay but not really because nothing bad will ever happen to these people because we love them too much and i think elliot takes enough blows to the head that it would just knock the cancer right out of it that's how it works there we go exactly science so penzer says, oh, you know what? All of these cars are stolen, and I could take you to the guy who stole them. So he takes them inside to get Nate, but he they just find Lefty, who's been knocked out by Elliot. And this great, like, off-camera 
you see Elliot go in the back door and go, hey, man. And then just like punch, punch sounds. And then everyone comes running out. Yeah. And all the toy, you see like the toy cars that had been on Penzer's desk that Sophie had been playing with earlier. They're like all bloody because he used them to beat him up. So good. And Love at this point, they're all crammed into the car. They're all crammed Road trip styles. Yes. Yes. And it's not a very big, you don't see them all crammed in, but that's a five seater car with six and adults Josie's in there too yeah. yeah so Josie's so sitting on Sunday's lap I think like. it's I think it's Hardison with Parker on his lap and then Josie on Parker's lap Parker's driving uh, okay oh yeah then I don't know because that gets weird then yeah all right then it's Hardison on Elliot's lap okay that's how it's got to work right <laughs> Hardison and Elliot are in the front seat and each other's <laughs> yeah. lap it's uh, like that picture of Shaq in a, a Honda Accord <laughs> or like a little Civic. He's like compressed into it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they get away and we see that they find Lefty knocked out and Penzer throws like just straight up evil hissy fit, which are my favorite things. Like, oh, no, no. My plans, my plans. They've all come to nothing. <laughs> Uh, then we get everybody's back in Art's car sales place. And they're, I guess, re they're taking down all of their stuff and putting up Art and his wife's things, like the old black and white photos and stuff. And Josie asks, how did you know the cops were going to get there so fast? I've never seen them respond to a car um, burglary that way. And Parker says, oh, they were really motivated. And it turns out that they had stolen cops cars mm-hmm. the random parking lot that they were in was actually like yeah. the annual police golf tournament or something glorious very i just love that pull away like welcome massachusetts state police <laughs> beautiful and hardison asks elliot like why he didn't tell them that they got that they were burned earlier and he said the emp fried the calm and He's like, I told you to take it out. And he goes, well, I also fell in water. And, <laughs> and he goes, like, oh, yeah, I should work on that. Yeah, I should work on that. Hmm. Yeah. Which I don't think he does. I was wondering if that's like, because I, I couldn't remember. There's one late, I feel like it might be fourth season. This is where it's a problem that I just binged a whole bunch of them because <laughs> I don't remember when things happen. At some point between this episode and like the fifth episode of the last season, which is where I'm at now, um, someone else goes in water and Hardison's like, Oh, I still haven't solved that the okay. water problem with the earbud thing. So that might be why they're not responding. Yeah. So it's just like a running gag now. Yeah. But also like you can't expect everything. Like they can't be perfect. It's tech. Well, like, you also have so. to have reasons why they don't work yeah. to make the stories work or else exactly. like, if everyone is in perfect communication all the time, no dramatic tension. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And we see Sophie um, tell Nate to go easy on Parker because she was just doing, you know, a human thing, which is not a, which is a new thing for Parker. It's not easy for her. And then he calls her over and he sounds all gruff. And then he's like, I need your help. And Parker looks at him like, like he just hung the moon. Yes. Yes. The way you had Uh, been earlier. 
Wait. I hung the moon earlier. Uh, I lassoed the moon. <laughs> but yeah, she's got like stars in her eyes. And she's just like, okay. You still you still want my help? Like you're not gonna yeah. yell at me? Don't, you're not gonna leave me to the police? Yeah. Yeah. Rebuilding these these trust things. And so then they get Josie a job with the teacher as a landscaper. Mm-hmm. And then I wondered, does this man want to be a full-time landscaper? Well, no, because he says that at the at the beginning. He's like, I bought something to help me with the landscaping business because you can't make it on just a teacher salary anymore. Yes. So I was like, are we going to... I don't know why he wasn't just a landscaper to begin with. I know. <laughs> like, why make him a teacher? That was my confusion. Because if you go into teaching, you don't go into teaching because, like, you're going to make a lot of money. You go into it because you have a passion for it. So it's not as weird that they're like, here's a random child to care for. That was so weird. And And also, did he live in that town? Are you just... No, he lives in New Hampshire! Right, so, like... Again, where are her people? Where is she taking this underage child across state lines? 18. That, like, she can just move. Okay, but then... Why can't an 18-year-old girl be a car thief? Like, she can drive, right? So, like... I don't know. It just seemed... Well, I mean, Parker doesn't want another... You know, she she turned out okay, but... I mean, like, like when she's at the garage, why are they so dismissive of her... If she's, she's like a girl. She's a girl and girls yeah, can't like, jack cars. That's what she said. But she could do other stuff. She could drive for them or, you know, like it just, it she seems weird that like she's like a child, but also then yeah. can just go like get a random job. I know. That's why she's like, I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't hang out with them. I'm like, get a different job? <laughs> yeah. Go be a receptionist somewhere. Yeah. Um, go to school i don't want to say go be a receptionist at a tattoo parlor i want her to be in a coffee shop somewhere like come on college yeah community college maybe or like join a weird spanish study group come on yeah there are other people you can hang out with it's it's a weird go move to mystic falls virginia and try and get your mom out of the vampire crypt it literally makes more sense if she is a vampire like, that makes this story work better if that is why she doesn't have people. That's why she doesn't have a backstory. She's not letting anybody know it. She's 500 years old. Yeah. What else is she going to do? Where's she going to go? She's got to hang out at the mechanics because sometimes they cut themselves. <laughs> Free blood. <laughs> they get super drunk and they don't know if she drinks their blood. It's fine. Right. But then she finds out about Steve McQueen's grandson and goes and hangs out with him in Mystic Falls. Um, we're almost done with this episode. Oh, sorry, yeah. Because okay, so she like randomly goes off, um, is gonna cross state lines with the strange man whose wife is gonna be like, Why did you bring this young woman home? Who is she? Is she your illegitimate daughter? Is she your lover? What's happening? She's just gonna work at the landscaping company. All right, whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know, Nate says she's not a bad kid, she just needs to be around the right people. And Parker says, Don't we all? It's so cute, it's good. And then they have family dinner. Uh, which is adorable, except Elliot isn't eating. He's like the only one who doesn't have a plate of food in front of him. I assume he cooked dinner and like ate while he cooked. Yeah. 
Yeah, that has to be it. And then Nate thanks him. And he's like, oh, for the car? Yeah, man, you can drive it anytime you want. And he's like, oh, I mean, because it's my car now. Cause so that are- actually, this actually bothered me a lot. I was like, Nate, don't, you can't take their stuff. That's not okay. Yeah. Don't steal from a crew. Elliot loves his cars. Elliot loves his cars. And he's getting it back. I think Nate's just giving him a hard time because he has the pink, his name on the pink slip right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hardison's like, you know, that wasn't real, right? <laughs> like, I bet like after they cut, he was like, that's. No, that or Sophie is like, don't worry, I'll get it back. And <laughs> just has like, I'm, I'm going to race him for it and it'll be fine. Or she just, she like taps her fingernails in a very specific like order and (laughs) yes or that's why elliot isn't eating because he's drugged all their food (gasps) and they're all gonna (laughs) sit at the table and he's gonna go to the dmv and like (laughs) all of their amazing you all need naps anyhow it's been a long (laughs) sleep sleep my loveliness yeah amazing all right any last thoughts on this episode I feel like this episode is so it's a really it's like a solid episode, but this feels like a like a baseline episode of leverage. Like it's kind of it hits all the like standard notes that you would get because some of them are more like deviations on the the classic con form. Mm-hmm. And this one feels like a very I don't want to say straightforward con because it isn't, but like right. it's kind of a it's like bad guy enters, they come up with a way of getting the thing yeah i think it's an episode that you could show like if you were just randomly like you're oh i'm already in the middle of the third season and your friend's like i've never watched leverage you could be like i've already got this disc in this is a good job a good episode to watch if you've never seen it before like some of the other ones get like experimental enough or they're a little bit of a they do a nice job of doing like deviations on them Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like this one, it's never going to be my favorite episode, but it's also not one I ever skip. Yeah. No, it's definitely a solid episode. So, I like it. Um, and I like Billing Ball as the villain. Mm-hmm. As much as I, I don't love really his thing. modern stand-up, I thought he made a really good villain. Yeah. he's. Um, I think he's a good actor. And yeah. He did a great job. Good job, Billing Ball. Here's yeah. your sign. And, and good job, Jumpsuits. <laughs> yes. Yes. And razor blade hair. Always razor blade hair. More of that, please. More of that all the time. Do you have a heist light to share? So I don't have one in particular. Okay. But so I did a search to like look for you know, famous car theft instances. And it just, there's a lot of like, oh, they caught a ring of car thieves that had been doing this exact con mm-hmm. um, with a few variations on it, just as states get better and better about like tracking VIN numbers and making it harder to just take a car across state lines and like register it under a different VIN. But then like criminals keep finding new ways of doing it so last Mm -hmm. year in 2018 uh the fbi caught a ring of car thieves that had as an addition to this stand the con from this episode they had been filing fake power of attorneys um so that they could go in and be like oh i have power of attorney to 
change the registration on this car. So I think they were like going into a state where a legitimate car of that make and model mm-hmm. was registered. They would put a fake VIN, like the VIN number from that car in their stolen car and then go in and be like, oh, I have power of attorney from that owner. Because wow. it was easier to like fake the power of attorney than, mm-hmm. right? So then you'd have like two legit VIN numbers and that's a thing. And apparently in England or in the UK, you can look up how a VIN number, like what address a VIN number is registered at. So there's a, a problem no, where thank people you. go sell stolen cars with fake, with like duplicated VINs, but they'll sell them from people's driveways, like while they're at work. Or they'll just have someone come over and they've... Yeah, they'll be like, oh, this is my house. I don't want to let you in because I don't know you. So How? we'll just do this outside. Here's your... I'll take cash. And right. then they but just... Totes my house. That's wild. That's that's very... Um, yeah. And finally, if there's anyone who would like to watch more television about <laughs> car theft rings, I very much recommend the psych episode from Zero to Murder in which uh, they have to infiltrate a, like, a chop shop. Cool. Yeah. So Sean and Gus have to, like, figure out because Lassiter's car gets stolen and they have to, like, catch it. And in the process, their little blueberry gets pimped out. And it's <gasps> no. great. Oh, okay. I was like, going to say that the no, blueberry no, no. gets like, stolen. I was like, no. And it gets, like, they put it on hydraulics and stuff. It's a great episode. <laughs> season two. Lovely. Um, Psych is very much a sister show to... It really is. They've even, like, mentioned it on the show. Yeah, I feel like they had, there was something on, on, I think it was John Rogers' blog, or maybe it was in a commentary somewhere, but where they were, like, there's a lot of fans who, because there's Elliot Spencer and Sean Spencer, like, in their head, they're cousins, and he was like, I support that theory. Like, they can't make it canon, but, like, it's a great idea that they're just, that Elliot is like, oh, yeah, my Uncle Henry taught me how to do this thing. He lives in California now. Yeah, it's like the East Coast and the West Coast, Spencer's. Yeah. Well, I mean, Elliot did not grow up on a coast, but you know. It's the West Coast and the Mid Coast. How about you? Your high slate? Yeah, for my high slate, I was like, okay, um, I wanted like a celebrity who had maybe pulled a con. But I found, and this article just went up on July 16th. And I also thought it was very fitting because Comic-Con was just last weekend. So this is celebrity fraud, FBI hunt for con queen of Hollywood. So I'm just going to read bits of this article because it's out of this world. The FBI says it is searching for victims of the so-called con queen of Hollywood who has been offering bogus entertainment jobs abroad. The perpetrator impersonated the likes of Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy, offering fake jobs that often require upfront payments. According to the New York Times, about 100 victims have spoken have been spoken to with losses between $3,000 and $150,000. The FBI say the scam has been going on since 2013. Wait, so someone paid like $150,000 for a role in Star Wars or something? So, yeah, so it says um, in a press release, the FBI said victims, including stunt performers, writers, and makeup artists, so these aren't like people who are making a ton of money, are contacted by text, email, or phone and are told that the job that they're being offered requires travel to Indonesia, especially Jakarta, or typically Jakarta, for a so-called trial run of their services. 
When they arrive in Indonesia, the victims are met by a driver and are pressured into providing U.S. currency for the driver's services. The victims are asked to continue to pay for other services and fees until the trip is completed or until they realize they are the victim of a scam. And then, of course, because it's a scam, they're not reimbursed for the travel or pay for anything. And they're in Jakarta and have to pay to get home. Yeah. Um, Terrible. So, yes, they have, like, a questionnaire that the FBI are sending out trying to get more victims to come forward. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the con artist has also been leading people into sexually charged phone conversations with no apparent financial motive. Oh, that's super creepy. Yes. Awful. So Actor, is the same person, they think? or I think so. Um, and it's a, it's a woman because she's pretending to be these two different women. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the thing is... Well, con artist, if you're listening... This is really shitty, and you should stop and turn yourself into the FBI if yes. you're listening to this leverage podcast. <laughs> but as we said earlier, you probably aren't because probably only not. good people listen to this podcast. But to all the good people listening, you know, do do just keep in mind that if you were approached with some sort of job offer or anyone approaches you with anything and this is actual advice that I can give you that I've learned at my job if someone with a badge approaches you about anything you can always verify it and if they are legit they will never be upset that you have verified them so if someone calls and offers you a job and asks you to do really explicit things as part of that job or pay money to get that job you can verify that you can call like the Marvel office and ask to be connected to this person and then say oh i'm sorry you know like and and verify it Mm -hmm. and if they're legit they'll be fine with that and you can continue your explicit conversation again and hopefully get a great job but like well the thing is like they were they were saying that they were people who can be verified no i mean like but you could call the main or be like yeah can you connect me to this person's office please we've been speaking then that person's like we've never heard of you please don't call here again right well but it's the same thing like if anyone ever calls and says like i'm calling from this organization we need you to give a call back and you think it might be just don't call that that number number. their number and call that that's true Um, all right well, you don't really do social media that you want people to follow you I on. I don't. I'm, so. a, I'm a Luddite. I grow increasingly uh, withdrawn from the outside world. Because you're actually 95. I mean, the outside yeah. world is not great, which is why we talk about a nine-year-old television show. Yeah. But no, I, I pretty much go to work and then I come home and, and watch Leverage. And that's that's my jam. That sounds ideal. Pretty good life. Honestly. Kind of live in the dream. <laughs> Only I could grow up to be you, Robin. Well, you have you have sixty more years to get there, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, so you won't see us again, but you'll hear us again in two weeks when we talk about the three card Monty job. I don't remember who's going to be on. I think it's Sally. I think Sally's coming back on. It's someone great, though. There, I mean, yeah, obviously, it's going to be a really good episode. You should come back. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Robin. Oh, yeah. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at librariansd, I guess. You should follow her on Twitter. You should follow her on all the things. Okay. Awesome. Well, bye, everybody. Bye.
It's gonna be randomly. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hi, Max. <laughs> 